I have had the pleasure of being a guest speaker for the Rewired Radio podcast um, with fellow vendor friends, Sounds for Ceremony Drew and Wedding Planner Coral. And I absolutely loved our conversation. So I want to go ahead and put this episode as I am a guest speaker into um this podcast so you guys can hear it and we'll also link the episode of where it originated from so you guys can also tune into the rewired podcast for any other types of um wedding planning information and content available to you um from one fellow fen- friender friender <laughs> to another congratulations to the we wired podcast on your launch i am so incredibly excited and happy for you guys and thank you so much for allowing me to be your first guest speaker on your podcast all right let's dive in ladies and gents welcome welcome to the first official podcast on rewired radio I am your host, DJ Drew. And I'm Coral, your favorite event planner. And today we have a very special guest, one of the fastest rising wedding planners from Los Angeles. She is a celebrity wedding planner and she has her own wine brand. She's a young entrepreneur who has been featured in Southern California Bride, Magnolia Rouge, The White Wren, and much more. She has her own company, not just a planner. Let's welcome Jessica Valenzuela. Thank you for having me, and that is like such an introduction. Wow. Jessica, it's so good to see you. Thank you. Good to have you on the show. You're our first guest officially on this show. How you been? It's good to see you. What have you been up to? Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's 2022. No, right? Um, Currently, I am in the process of buying a house, and I just recovered from COVID, and that was insane. So, um, yeah, I'm just like really rebranding and just focusing on all of the weddings that are coming up in 2022. It's insane how many weddings there are this year. Um, and yeah. And there's some things you just can't prepare for. And one example, <laughs> which you and I have experienced together, Jess, is uh, planning a wedding in a month. Just and- a month? Just a month. You're lying. Just a month. To be fair, they inquired six weeks prior or five weeks prior, and it took them a whole week to decide that they wanted to – well, it didn't take them a whole week for them to decide that they wanted to move forward with me. It took them a whole week to read the contract and to go over and actually book it. Totally. Um, So then at the point when they actually signed the contract, then that's what go time. Like I only had 30 days to get this – whole dream event done and 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 to like elaborate more on on yeah she's not just talking about a dream event this is a close friend of hers they're a celebrity couple that's why yeah this wasn't just any couple this is a celebrity couple someone famous and jess is a dear friend of the bride so let's rewind it back here for a second okay the year is 2020 the world is shut down pretty much at this point, right? There's no weddings happening. There's hardly anything happening. You know, we're in the midst of a pandemic at this point. Fast forward to August 2020, you and I are on a Zoom call, right? Okay. You tell me, I have this wedding coming up now. You didn't tell me who it was. No. You just said it's a wedding. It's a friend of yours. You have these clients who are planning a wedding at the Ritz-Carlton, Laguna Niguel. So... You and I go down to the Ritz. 
we take some measurements of the ballroom, things like that, yeah. right? And then we end up moving forward with the client. I send you a contract, they look it over, I get it back. And this is probably exactly a month prior to the wedding, right? Yeah, yeah this is cutting it pretty close. So what happens? You, uh, I send you the contract, the client accepts it. And then shortly after that, she sends me a text. I get a text from Jess saying, oh, by the way, now that the wedding has been finalized, you should know that this is a celebrity client. And when she told me who it was, my jaw just dropped. Like this was a dude I grew up watching on TV. If you're from, if you're from Southern California and you grew up skating, you loved watching this guy because he was Even if you fun. didn't skate, because I didn't skate, but I love this guy. He was fun to watch, hilarious to watch. He had one of the best, shows on television at the time. And I couldn't believe who it was when you told me who it was. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do here? Like, I got to go through with this now. It's, it's official. It's a done deal. To yeah. be fair, I didn't know you were a fan. I was a fan. <laughs> I was a like, fan. I'm like, by the way, do you know who so-and-so is? And you're like, do I? Do I? <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I was starstruck, man. I don't normally get starstruck. But I could not believe that I was about to do this. So let's, let's talk about the planning process now. We're a month in, a month away from the wedding. Mm -hmm. And now we got to plan this thing out. And that was fun, right? The planning process? It was fun because I got to be able to showcase all of the things that I learned from David. All of the, I get to like really show a client what... I'm about and my worth and like all of the energy and time and experience that I've had in planning that I've got this and to be confident and that you can trust me because as someone who just started their wedding planning business five months ago, I have no weddings. I have no profile to show them uh -huh. to, to tell them I've got this, you know, but, but, you know, his, his wife believed in me from day one yeah. and she was like, I trust you. And the words that come out of her, her mouth and his mouth saying, we trust you, mm -hmm. meant everything. Mm -hmm. And I put my 110,000% into <laughs> this event. And I would say that it was really fun to be able to plan an event and to give them uh, their dream event and ultimately to listen. They were so upset that, you know, if they worked with, you know, event planners in the future, in, in the past that they didn't listen to what they wanted because they have the money that they just were like, oh, well, if you have an unlimited budget, then we're just going to get this and we're going to get this and this and this and this. And they're like, we want it this way. And I'm like, if this is what you want, then, then I'm going to give it. And I gave them exactly what they wanted. And they were so happy that I didn't take advantage of the fact they had an unlimited budget. Mm -hmm. um, I listened to exactly what they wanted and they were happy. They were so happy. They said that that was like the best day of their lives. Aww. That's awesome. And I think because you're a dear friend of the bride that she put her trust in you, you know, to know that you were going to take good care of her in the wedding and, you know, Dot the I's, cross your T's, make sure every detail was in place. Mm -hmm. But still, even, even so, just because you're a friend doesn't mean it was easy planning this. I mean, mm -hmm. 
it's not like you can directly call them and say, hey guys, you know, what would you like? What can I do? You had to go through some loops. You had to go through their people as, yeah. you know, they say, talk to my people. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, she's my friend, so I could easily just text her. But this is a marriage. This isn't her way or the highway. This is, he has to be ultimately involved in these decisions as well. Sure. So the conversations that I had had to be with both of them. It couldn't just be with one person. Mm -hmm. If it was something simple, I could just text her and say like, hey, like, you know, but um, when it had to be both of them involved, you know, um, their schedules are really rigorous and it, it's not easy to just schedule like, hey, when are you free? Are you free like uh, tomorrow or, you know, like a lot of my other couples, uh, they will ask me like, are you free within the next few days? No, I had to actually schedule out an event um, a week in advance to like to have the meetings, but I also could not. Uh, go directly to asking them about your schedule. I had to go with their personal assistants and to ask them, you know, what time are they available and all of these things. So a lot of my communication with them was with the personal assistant and to ask them, hey, do they like this? Hey, do they want this? Hey, can we meet this? And it was kind of playing telephone at that point. Their assistants were amazing. They really, really helped. I would say did help me like on, on the communication aspect of being able to plan the wedding, but ultimately I'm the planner and it's 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 on me to make mm -hmm. this a special day. So I would say that it was not easy because I was I was up until three o'clock in the morning every single night. We would call each other, yeah, and he literally. would have questions. This was my diet pretty much for the <laughs> for the whole month, just drinking Red Bull. Shout out to Red Bull right, for keeping sponsored. me up. Yep, <laughs> keeping me up. During that entire month, that was pretty much my diet and Domino's. Uh, yeah, and if you had questions or something, it's like, dude, I haven't had sleep. And dude, I, like, I, I remember. I haven't had sleep too. You guys would call each other at 3 a.m.? No, no, no. We wouldn't call each other oh. at 3 a.m. 2 a.m. <laughs> we would yeah, be up. One. We'd be up one. to like 2, 3 in the morning working. <laughs> oh my God. But I think one of the craziest things that happened occurred the week of the wedding. And I remember like preparing for weeks for this. I had like 200 songs ready to go. <laughs> and then you text me like three days prior to the wedding. And you said, hey, they want to extend the reception by like two hours. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? You're like, yeah, they just want more dance time. You know, they just want to party and have fun and dance. So they're going to extend the reception two hours. And you can't say no to that. You can't no. say no to that. But two hours in our world is an eternity. Mm -hmm. Hell, 30 minutes in our world is an eternity, let alone two extra hours of music. So I don't know what was going on in my head. I think I was ready to have a breakdown or something at that point. It was nuts. <laughs> so I was sorry. just like, oh, man, like, how am I going to pull this off? But we pulled it off. I mean, that's what the client wanted. And, and you know, they really wanted to focus on being with their guests and celebrating and, you know, uh, celebrating love and wanted to just have fun. Yeah. So they didn't want to get to like no bouquet toss, no garden toss. They didn't want to yeah. do any of that they stuff. They just wanted to party. They wanted to just party it up. And so he was on call to, to basically run the show for all of the reception and to really um, have them dance the night away. I love it. Yeah. And that was interesting too because – when the reception started, um, you know, we had gotten a playlist 
from them originally that they wanted some pop music and very friendly music very very friendly music like what do you mean by very friendly? you know like music? britney and like okay. she's a really big fan of the 90s and early 2000s okay um but they had the kids there yeah. so so um they really wanted to make it kid friendly that they weren't saying you know cussing words totally. and stuff like that so we really wanted to make sure that um that the music was you know, at least not so explicit. Totally. Right. Yeah. But they, right. she, she just, she absolutely loves that decade and mm -hmm. that, you know, that's where she jams out to you. She just like takes a shot of whatever she wants to drink and she just parties it up and she's having the time of her life. And so obviously you want to make the couple happy. And yeah. if that's what they suggested, then that's what we were going to give them. And so I told Andrew, make sure that the genre is this. Yep. And so, you know, we started off with that. They're dancing, having a good time. And then I remember at one point someone comes up and says, hey, the kids are in bed. You can play some adult music now. <laughs> and I was like, you know, this is kind of what they wanted. This <laughs> is what they asked for. for this. Yeah, like I prepped Literally for this. Prepped. So they said, you know, like, I remember even someone came up to me in a jacket and he's like, hey. Can you uh, play something more like this? And he had a, a picture of 50 Cent's album, oh. Get Rich or Die Trying. He's like, I think the girls want something more like this. And I was just like, they right, want what the do I do here? Music. Yeah. You're going so going through your Britney, your Ariana Grande. Right. Like, ah. So I'm going through this like kid-friendly music that they requested. No NSYNC, no Bastry Boys. Yeah, exactly. And then they want something else. So at one point, I remember there was like a lull on the dance floor. And I'm like, okay, I got to switch it up here. Otherwise, mm -hmm. this thing's going to be a good. disaster. So I had to get a little bit gritty. So I pretty much just improvised for the remainder of the night. I probably played that pop music for about 30 minutes. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, the kids are in bed. Let's, let's play some adult music now. Oh, and then I had to switch it up completely. Goodness. Just improvising. Yeah, so all of the hard work of preparation to, you know, give the client what they wanted. And it was like, this is what the client wants, but yeah. this is not what the guest want. Totally. And so where do you find that happy medium of giving the client and making the ha client happy, but then also making sure that the guests are happy. Where as a DJ, you would never want to see it being empty on the dance right. floor. You That's want like your worst to nightmare. have people that rocking. That is absolutely yeah. the worst nightmare that you can ask for. But he did a great job. Yeah. So all those Red Bulls were just wasted. The 3 a.m. I wouldn't say they were wasted, <laughs> you know, but I definitely had to improvise on the spot. It was it was absolutely one of the hardest tests of my life oh to this day. God. I was not going to walk away from that wedding saying, oh, that was mediocre, that was half-assed. Okay, 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 but let's fast forward to the point of, it's the end of the wedding. It's the end of the wedding. And he, you and I were talking, and he comes up, and he says the words, that wedding was perfect. To you? To her. Oh, to, to, you. to both. To, to Jessica. To Jessica. No, I heard oh, him say it to her. They were ready to walk out, we close out the night, last song of the night. They're cheering, super happy. They're about to walk out of the room and the groom turns around and says to Jess, thank you, Jessica. That was perfect. Wow. And I heard him say that. I think you even missed that. I think that flew I right was, by I you. I think I was just so, in, I was like in denial, like, no, no, no. She was so <laughs> nervous afterwards. She was just like, I don't know how that went. Like, did I, did we pull it off? And I'm just like, Jess, he said it was perfect. Like, it doesn't get any hear? better yeah. than that. I did not hear what he said. Oh it God. doesn't get any better than that. So, oh, that's amazing. It was, it was a really incredible experience for sure. We pulled it off and I probably slept for like three days straight. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I hadn't slept for like two weeks. 
Well, yeah, just like obviously you're a wedding planner and I'm a wedding planner. Just being in the industry and especially a 2022 bride. Like it is crazy stressful. Yes. And congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Especially when you are on a time crunch, like just the whole planning a wedding in a month. Like that is crazy. Like how did you do that? Like, you know, like how did you there's just timelines and budgets and, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff that you have to do. Like, how did you do it in a month? Like, how did you wrap it up to make it this big event, you know? Yeah. I mean, definitely no sleep. <laughs> right. We talked about the no sleep. Right, we talked no about sleep. the Red Bull. Um, yes. A lot of it is communication with the vendors and also coming up with a to-do list. Definitely okay. having a to-do list with your clients of like, all right, if you're really that busy and I can't talk to you until next week, here's your homework. Here's the things that I need you to decide on because if I can't, if you don't decide on these things, I can't move forward. I can't get you the right vendors you want. I need you to prove the the mood board, the vision board, Um, you know, being able to see all these proposals that you got back from the vendors that I recommended. Which ones do you want to choose? And this is full service planning. So this is different from other service uh, services that I do, like such as, you know, if it was partial or wedding management at the time. Um, But for full service, at least I give them. You know, I, I execute it all. And then basically the clients are the ones that make the executive decisions. Yeah. So when you have, you know, these clients and they're planning and they're making all these decisions, you have these brides that sometimes, you know, they're planning their wedding on their own up until a couple of months before their, mm-hmm. their big event. What advice do you have for these brides? Well, and even wedding planners that are upcoming for when you are in this stressful situation, like what would you tell them? Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> First of all, I tell them to breathe. No, right. breathe. Um, self-care, uh, in wine. All, yeah, in all seriousness, like get yourself wine. Yeah, you know, get a face mask in there. Um, get a massage, yeah. facial. I love um, it all. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I would say, you know, talk with your partner about the certain things that are going on. Don't feel like you have to do it alone. Like if you, you know, if you're a full-time student, if you're a full-time job, and on top of that, planning a wedding. It's a lot of work yeah. and you, you're not going to get sleep. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask for help from your partner. Ask for help from if you want from like, you know, your, your wedding party. If you have a wedding party, your friends or family, if you want to get them involved. If you don't, you absolutely feel like you're type A and you want to like really just like, I don't trust anyone and I need to get everything done. Well, at least like really set yourself up for, for, for success and to, um, to really time out when those important things need to get done. I mean, there are so many things that you can find on YouTube and Pinterest and all these things, but um, I would say a good chunk of that is really the timing and not procrastinating. Like you would say, oh, I got time. You don't have time. Before you know it, your wedding's tomorrow. Right. Not in the wedding planning industry. You don't have any time because (laughs) I had a year and a half and now I have less than six months. So it goes by quick. So I totally Mm -hmm. feel you Mm -hmm. on that one. Yeah. So I'm eager to know, but, you know, planning my own wedding and being in the industry, what are some of the biggest mistakes that your clients make? Because I definitely don't want to be making the same mistakes. (laughs) Good question. So when you're first starting out, um, I would say, one, don't be so fixated on a date. I know that, you know, the first time that you said I love you, the first time that you you met at the specific place or or when you first called it official and you you were a couple – that like if you were like I want to get married on what's what's a popular date uh a popular date this year is February 22nd 2022 you know how many how people are like getting married on that date because 
two, 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 yep. two. Yep. Like they're so fixated on a specific date. And it's like when you are so gung-ho on like a specific date, that eliminates you from getting a venue that you want unless you're planning this event a year and a half out where mm-hmm. the date is not taken. Mm-hmm. In 2022, the weddings are astronomically high and yeah. there's so many people who have already um, rented out these venues that the chances of you getting the date you want is very low. Yeah, totally. So I would say to pick a season. Pick a season of, you know, do you want to get married in the summer or the spring? And then go to those venues that you feel are those dream venues that you want to get married in and then see what dates they have available. Oftentimes, if if brides are so fixated on a date, then that eliminates them from getting the dream venue that they want right. because, oh, they have this that accommodates this, but they don't have this is what I really want. Yeah. And had they have really looked at venues first before being so like, this is our date, this has to be our date no matter what, yeah. um, it really like eliminates you from like what you – what you, where you can have your wedding. Another yeah. one I would say is budget. That's a huge thing. Totally. Um, to really talk to your partner if you have another family member that's paying for the wedding or offering to to pay for a certain part of the wedding that you talk to them about that as far as like the budgets and really doing that research as far as what the costs are in the wedding industry because uh, with the inflation and everything going on after COVID, yeah. uh, prices are really high. So you recommend kind of, you know, if you're newly engaged, you're like, okay, what are my first steps? First steps, obviously deciding a venue or deciding where you want to be, picking a season, but not being so fixated on, we have to have it on our anniversary date. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And third, creating a budget. Yeah. You know? Well, actually I would reverse that where it would be first okay. talk about the budget. First talk about the budget. Because okay, venues budget are, first. you know, you can find a yeah. venue for like seven grand. You can yeah. find a venue in Malibu for 30 grand. Totally. So budget really first. budget first. Budget first. <laughs> budget first. And then look into venues okay. and then pick a date. That's so those are my top three. so helpful. I love that. And it's weird because even though I'm a wedding planner, planning my own wedding has been so stressful and obviously we've talked about stress and things that happen and you can't be so fixated on things. But when it comes to decision making, I just can't make a decision for my own wedding. But for my client, oh, it's easy peasy. Yeah. You know, so like with clients, what are some things that you have to deal with when they're indecisive? Like, how do you go about that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, when a bride or groom is indecisive and they need help trying to decide on a certain choice. I. Give them options such as like, here's A, B, and C. Choose one of the three and that has helped. Or if I feel that they're really struggling, you educate them. You let them know what the difference is. If you're going to choose this, this is what this is going to be. If you choose B, this is what it's going to be. I'll give you an example. I had a bride who was so like just indecisive on linens. Like she was like, on linens, linens. Lin- yeah, linens were so important. Her her husband was like, "Why do we have to decide on curtains?" She's right. like, "They're not curtains; they are linens." And he was like, "They look like curtains. <laughs> yeah, they're curtains for a table, right?" Right. And so it was just a funny joke that we had in, in between each other. But <laughs> she really cared about the texture of linens that were on the tables for her guests, and um, she did not like cotton. She wanted poly cotton, or she wanted velvet. And I was trying to 
figure out, you know, how can we make a decision here? And what I had suggested was like, okay, you know, let me educate her because when you're a bride and you're not in the wedding industry and you don't know how, what, what things cost, then, um, you know, you need help. And that's why you hire a wedding planner. So I told her, you know, if you were going to do cotton that comes with a venue, you're probably paying about 16 at the cheapest and $30 for like a regular linen. But if you want a more elevated linen, such as velvet, you're probably going to be paying $80. If you want an even higher linen than that, you're probably going to be paying upscale about $150 per linen. And when you calculate the cost of your guest count, like if you're having 10 tables, Mm -hmm times that or 15 tables times that it adds up and people don't know that you know they see this photo Mm -hmm. on pinterest they're like i want this tablecloth i want this and i want these napkins Mm -hmm. and you're like this is why you have me i'm here Mm -hmm. to educate you yeah this is beautiful but it's going to cost you this and you know your clients Mm -hmm. are like what just just for that yeah oh yeah that's just for one table Mm -hmm. you know that's crazy yeah so um definitely educating your clients on what the costs are for things or like if they're indecisive it's not even a cost discussion it's more of just like the look of things um another thing is i really like to do mock appointments with my brides so they can really see like a sample table of you know with the florist like how the floral is going to look how one centerpiece or with the 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 silverware the flatware uh the tables and and the glassware how, how all that's going to look and yeah. pan out they really get to go in that moment and visualize how it's going to be and they can alter things and change it right and um, i love that because it gives them that first of all excitement like okay my wedding's really coming happening. up it's really happening i can visualize it and two this didn't really go how i wanted but you have the time to change it. You have you know? the time to change it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have the time to change it with your florist and, yeah. you know, um, change whatever florals you like or didn't like. You have time with the rental company to change your order. Yeah. And you definitely do the mock appointment no later than two months because after that, um, it takes a while to get to get floral to you. Yeah. I mean, but you planned a wedding in a month. You could do anything, really. <laughs> yes, but, but luckily, luckily their color scheme was white, so it wasn't hard to find the white flowers. If yeah. she was like, I want beige and I want, you know, a terracotta or oh, something, gosh. then I would be like, we need to order the flowers uh, now. Now, right now, <laughs> today. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. I love it, though. That's good that you have these steps and you are already kind of know, like, this is what I'm going to do with my client. If you're indecisive, this is what I'm going to do. If you're stressed, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I love that. And I hope that our listeners can kind of learn something from that, too. Yeah. Absolutely. And, Jess, you talk about self-care. One of the best ways to care for yourself is through a glass of wine, you mentioned. (laughs) And I understand you're also an active partner in a wine brand. Yes, I am. I I have a wine brand called Iconic Wine Babies. It's a girl gang wine club where we empower women and inspire other women and uplift them to go after their dreams, whether they're big or small. I feel like I can attest to that. And I, as you, if you heard my story, I am definitely like an example of that. And to just really be an inspiration for someone else out there that, that your dreams are possible, no matter how crazy they may seem to other people, they're, they're definitely possible. If I, if you would have told me that nine-year-old girl that I would be where I am today, I would be like, Really? <laughs> and giddy about me? it? Like me? Um, and so Iconic Wine is a very special place in our hearts. It is 
this wine brand where wine can be delivered to your door every single month. And aside from being a part of a wine club membership, you also have that community of women who can inspire you and uplift you and empower you. And I think it's really hard to find friends when you're an adult Mm -hmm. and especially friends that are not negative and toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, You have your friends that are your childhood friends. You have your family. But you grow as a person. And when you do self-care and you want to just become better, sometimes you outgrow those friendships that you grew with. I agree. Just personal experience. Like as you grow up as an adult, your friends change. And my mom always told me that and I never believed her. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm always going to have my high school friends. Like (laughs) we're going to be best friends forever. No, you, you get older and you know, things happen and it's heartbreaking. It's honestly heartbreaking. There's some friendships where I'm like, what happened? Right. What happened? But I love this whole idea is like Mm -hmm. sometimes as an adult, it's hard to find these friends. So I love the whole concept of it. And as an adult, you know, there's stressful times and it's nothing better than sipping on a glass of wine and talking to your girlfriends and just venting and being able to have that place where you can just have that confidence of knowing that you can trust them. And even if it's an amazing event that happened in your life or you're in a really low low, we're there for you. And so creating this wine brand is something that's very important and special to me and the rest of you know, my business partners and um, collectively as a whole, like anyone who's a part of Iconic Wine Beauties, like absolutely um, just loves to feel like they're, they belong to something. I love that. And how can people join this girl gang wine club? Well, we, <laughs> do you want to join? <laughs> I'm considering it. Memberships are open. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually only offer memberships once a year um, and we're going to be offering memberships Um, this spring so starting about end of April or early May Um, and if you want to learn more about um, about Iconic Wimities you definitely email me um, and we can chat about it that's awesome and on that note I think it's we should pop that wine bottle. I, I agree. Yeah, we have I think to we have it. to get a taste it's of that. It's a very sparkly bottle. Don't worry, we, I got We absolutely glasses. love glitter, so. I know. Oh, it's all over me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Do you want to do the honors? Sure. DJ Drew, let's absolutely. do it. <laughs> we didn't break anything. We're good. <laughs> Yay. Oh, but I love that. Um, so, yeah, we work yeah. with a wine distribution company, and they are able to provide the wines. They're able to ship the wines for us, okay. and we're able to really focus on our girls and focus on helping them with their mental health. Or not mental health because we're not, like, right, right. therapists, but, you but know, as friends, like, helping them how they can improve their lives or, like, you know, just yeah, whatever you go through. I you mean – you got me. Can I sign up? Like, I'm ready to go. Oh, a couple sure. months, let's go. For sure. DJ Drew, if you want a girl gang. I'm down. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Jess, it's customary No that pun intended. No pun intended. Our guest of honor makes the toast. I would say cheers to thriving and glowing in 2022 yes. and being the best version of yourselves. Your dreams are possible and may they come true. And congratulations to you both on your new podcast. Thank congratulations you. to you. Congratulations to you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Mm. Before we go, Jess. Oh, we're not done. <gasps> no, Jess, before we go, why don't you share with us one of your wildest stories or maybe a horror story of one of your oh. events. Oh, now that we just popped open the, the wine, we're oh, okay. getting crazy. So, so I've got a story here. So um, it was this wedding. Um, it was in the fall. And there was a DJ 
DJ Drew. It wasn't me. This this was not you. It wasn't me. But, but you're not going to like the story because you're going to be like, I would never do this. So this is a DJ. The, the bride was like, oh, you know, I'm looking for... I'm looking for a DJ or whatever or whatever. I gave her so many great recommendations. She ended up not choosing my recommendations. Mm. Um, and she decided to choose someone that she felt would be able to perform well for her wedding. Um, and I commu- I tried to, like, communicate and, like, text and call or whatever. And it was not getting through. And I was like, hey, you know, I really haven't heard from this DJ all of these things, and it's just like, one, when you are not great at communicating, that's a red flag to me. Um, as a planner, you're someone who recommends your vendors. Mm-hmm. So you would kind of think that people would, like, try to be nice to you as a planner. But anyways, so this – the wedding day happens, and I've texted this vendor, and he's like, oh, sorry, like, my phone died, or like, oh, sorry, um, I changed my number, here's my new one, changed or Changed my number in the middle of wedding planning. Yeah, okay. and not me, him, <laughs> as a saying, DJ. But still, it's your, it's your business. Yeah, and not communicating with the bride, the bride and groom yeah. don't really know what's up, but he was like, oh, I got you, I got you, like, don't worry, don't worry. And then um, come the wedding day, you know, there's just so many changes that are going on, and... The last thing that I needed was the DJ not performing well as far as, like, not understanding the timeline when I had given it, not mm-hmm. understanding, you know, uh, certain things that the bride and groom wanted to be said during toast or how to how to pronunciate. And when I – when when we were getting ready for the grand entrance, I said, this is how you pronounce their names. This is how you pronounce and pronunciate each bridesmaid and groomsmaid's names. And after that, they're going to go straight into their first dance. So, you know, he he does his thing and he pauses the music. And there's a, there's a lull. In the and middle of the hear, grand entrance. No, after the grand entrance was done, everyone claps. And then all you can hear is clicking and clacking oh, from no. like the, 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 the forks and the knives and the glasses and just hearing all of that. Your worst the, nightmare. And, just an awkward silence, and then, basically. And, and an awkward silence. And then I had to, like, gracefully go to the DJ and ask him, play the first dance, please. Mm. And he plays the first dance. And then the couple sit down in their seats and in their sweetheart table. Mm-hmm. And then they have to get right back up again and start awkwardly dancing. Yeah. And first dances can be kind of awkward if you don't do it right because – Within 30 minutes, they're over it, and they're like, okay, can we sit down? Because we don't want people, like, watching us. Yeah. Um, so then I think he played the whole song instead of fading it out. And you should really look at the body language of your couples and, like, especially guests. And if your couples aren't really feeling it, then just fade out the music, and you don't have to have the first dance for a whole four minutes. You can yeah. keep it at a minute. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the bride was upset, and I can see it in her face, and I went to go ask her, you know. She was like, why was there a lull? There should never. Like it's on you. There should never, ever be silence. And if I hear silence one more time, I am going to cut that DJ's throat. Wow. Like she was pissed. Wow. And I'm wow. like, gracefully like, mm-hmm, I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right, right back. I'll be right back. And so then I asked him, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> Are no, you? sincerely, like just no, asking him, you. you know, just being nice and like, is everything? Do you know okay? how to do your job? Right. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah. say that. And you then should I was have. like, yeah. The next thing that's coming up is the toast and the blessing. 
this is how the bride wants the blessing to go and how for you to announce this. Um, and he was just, I didn't feel like he just, he, I just felt that he was going to mess it up. Yeah. So yeah. I wrote verbatim, this is how you pronunciate the oh name gosh. of the person who's going to be blessing the food and this is how she wants you to pronunciate it. I'm going to use fake names here, but um, for an example, this is how she wanted it to be pronunciated. Um, the bride and groom would like to thank their wedding counselors, Pastor, Pastor Al Alexandria, okay. okay, to to say a blessing before we before we get to the food or whatever. This dude said. <laughs> <laughs> this dude was like, the bride and groom would like to thank their wedding planner. Professor Alexandria. Professor. Not yeah. even pastor. He said professor. He said professor. And he said wedding planner. And I'm like, you just took credit for something that I did. <laughs> like, he, right. they are not the wedding planner. They are no. the wedding counselors. They help them through their through their marriage yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. through preparing them for marriage, right? They're and really religious. Professor, that's he, he said professor and her eyes. <gasps> oh, my God. Her eyes were just, she was in and I'm just trying to make their day happy, yeah. you know, and he's just messing it up. And the groom comes and he's like, bro, you all right? Because if you mess up one more time, that's it. To the DJ. To the <gasps> DJ. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. I got it. I got it. And I'm like, you better got it. So then I'm really, I'm next to this DJ. And I am like, this is the time. Like, he didn't print out the timeline or anything. And, like, I had an extra timeline just in case. Right. You know, and I hi I highlighted, you know, these are the important times of when these are things are going to mm -hmm. happen. I mean, how much more prepared can I give the DJ? And you're not their babysitter. I'm not their I shouldn't. I yeah. shouldn't have to tell you how to do your job. No. I shouldn't have to tell you how to do anything. You should know how to do things. You should be, you should be able to do it just fine. Right. I totally. don't know how you could mess up professor from, uh, like, especially when I wrote it down, like, how how do you like my writing's not even messy? Like how do you get professor from pastor? So like, you're basically basically babysitting this guy throughout the night. Oh, I'm telling him what to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, he just everything was just like just messed up. I mean, the bride and groom specifically asked for him not to play that bad of raunchy music. He played some grindy music in front oh. of their grandparents and just like like the highest of inappropriate of inappropriate songs. Yeah, especially at a wedding. That he could play. I mean, it, like, just keep it on the DL. Like, just keep it a yeah. little bit. And, I mean, it was to the point that a bridesmaid was in his face. Oof. Snapping her fingers, swaying her hair left to right, and clapping at him. Boom, boom, boom. And just telling him off how horrible of a, of a DJ he wow. was. I had no idea that he was drinking throughout the night. <gasps> and I kind of can't blame him because... If I was in a situation, I'd be like, dude, give me a drink because yeah. I am too stressed out. But on top of how horrible that was, and I don't I don't ever say that it's okay for any of the vendors to drink. I never allow any of my team members or any of the vendors to drink on the job. And yeah. had I have known that, I would have addressed it. But I didn't know that until after the fact. Yeah. But the worst thing that we found out after what the bride and groom said, that's not the DJ we hired. What? And I'm like, what do you what do you mean that's not the DJ you hired? They yeah. sent someone else? 
It turns out that the DJ that they hired, this guy didn't tell them, oh, I booked another gig or whatever and I can't or whatever his reasons were for not coming. He literally just got his friend and was like, bro, can you cover for me and just pretend to be me? They sent some random They sent an imposter. It was his first wedding. He's never done a wedding in his life. They sent an imposter to do his first wedding? To, someone, to someone's wow. wedding. So there were day. lulls. There were wrong songs. There were just wrong versions of oh. songs. I mean. Oh, my God. This guy got it just like really in his face from all these people just being so upset with him. And it's like, I mean, it's your first wedding, bro. Like you, sh- you should have just told your friend. It's, yeah. He should have dealt with it. First of all, any vendor should never do that. I was so shocked that a vendor would even, a DJ would even think about not even communicating and telling me what's wrong or or whatever and and just hiding it under the rug and telling me I changed my number and, oh, this is my new number and all of these things. And I don't know, it was just really disappointing to not only the bride and groom, but it was also disappointing as a planner because everything's on you to make it right. But you look back at it and you're like, peace out. See you never. <laughs> never contacting you, random DJ. Yeah. You I didn't know? even know his name. Didn't even I don't know his even name. Know I don't think it matters. You don't need to know his yeah, name. You're never going to call him again. <laughs> oh that just God. goes to show you folks, know who you're hiring because your DJ can make or break your party. Right. If Please you don't hire, hire professional, hire a professional for your reception. Don't hire friends and family members. Don't hire the person that you think is cheaper just because of the, of, 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 of the price. The price is the price for a reason. It's mm-hmm. because of the experience that they've had. It's because of, you know, it's not trying to cheap shot. It's not trying to just make money and mooch off of you. It's yeah. because they have a craft and they know what they're doing. Yeah. And Trust them. To the brides out there, like kind of like recapping what we talked about earlier is know your budget. Decide what's important for you for your wedding. If DJ's number one, spend the most on a DJ. You know, florals are second, spend the most on florals. But it's like you have to know who's important. Mm-hmm. And in my my experience, DJ is important. Photography. What, yeah, wedding planner is important and photography is important. <laughs> Every vendor is really important to make the yeah. whole thing yeah. like together. But, you know, just from hearing that experience, like, you know, yeah. that's that's stressful. That, that was literally crazy. just made their whole wedding kind of like here to here. Yeah. You know, and, and like you wouldn't awful. want that. Like you, I tried so hard to make sure that things wouldn't slip. And again, pointing back to no matter who you've learned from, no matter your, your, you, how much you prepare for yourself, yeah. it's your own journey, it's your own experience, and nothing could have prepared you for that. Nope. Oh, man, that is a story I just never want to relive. Let's hope none of us ever have to experience no. that. So, Jess, we want to thank you just yeah. for being here with us. I think your company is a perfect representation of who you are. Oh, thank you. You're a planner, you're an <laughs> entrepreneur, you know, you've had celebrity mentors and clients. So at this point, how do you take it to the next level? Where do you go from here? Well, I'm all about growth. And um, really right now I'm focusing on rebranding. And now I really want to pay it forward by educating people and yeah. other planners out there that want to become a planner. I felt like, you know, it can get really lonely in the wedding industry, especially when you're trying to um, find Frienders is what we call them in the mm-hmm. wedding industry. Our frienders, shout out you're, to all our frienders. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're, you're really trying to find yourself and you're trying to get your foot in the door. And sometimes, thing, you know, if you don't have the right people, it can be very cutthroat in a totally. sense. Um, but I'm all about community over competition. So 
I'm really working on a new project to be able to help uh, not only wedding vendors, but also future brides. So future brides, like definitely follow me, me because <laughs> something big is coming and it's going to help you plan your own wedding. And where can these future brides find you, Jess? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on all social media platforms. I have Instagram, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, YouTube, all at Notches of Planner, um, N-O-T-J-E-S-S-A-P-L-A-N-N-E-R. That's so cute. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you can also email me at hello at notchesofplanner.com if you have a certain Hear that, Brides? Reach out to Jess. She's going to take good care of you. She's the best in the biz. Jess, thank you so much for being here with us today. We look forward to having you back again next time. Yes. We know you're going to do some incredible things this year. Aw, thank you. <laughs> and on that note, guys, until our next toast. Until our next toast. Cheers. Cheers.